I could feel what was on the other side of that curtain. And it was the most exquisite sense of um, welcoming, non-judgment, love, comfort. It's as real as any feeling I've ever felt. It's profound. And the voice asked me, it's your time now to make a decision. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? I arrived in this place. It's on Vancouver Island's super remote area. I'm bringing my tent. I brought my best friend, thank God. And they had me sign a liability waiver that was terrifying. And then they had me sign a non-disclosure form, so I can't tell you what I did. But I can tell you, every day was um, remarkably hard. And it had to do with heights, fire, creepy people jumping out and just freaking you out just to see how you'll respond. Um, sleep deprivation, three hours of sleep a night. This is for a week. We were out in a tent in the wilderness. It was hardcore. Um, and I was getting through it and feeling pretty good about myself. And then the last day was an um, endurance um, event involving carrying bricks on your back, by the way. <laughs> and it was in the sunshine. And it was the middle of the day. And uh, I was going along fine. And halfway through, I noticed um, some flashes of light appearing. Mm -hmm. I noticed people talking. And it was sound like this. this, this, this. And I, my legs were wobbly. And uh, my senses started scrambling. And it got more and more and more extreme, where I didn't even know if I could make it to the end. But I did. I got, it, got to the end. But at the end, it was terrifying. There were these two lines of people that were cheering you on as you're coming through the end. And as I went, walked between them, it looked like a horror movie, because they were all strobing. <laughs> and they sounded like this, and their claps were going bang, 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 bang. And they had these weird faces. And I thought, oh, I am really not well. And I thought I was going to faint. So I asked them to find me a medic. And I sat on the ground. And the so-called medic showed up. And bless his heart, he did the best he could, but he was no medic. I don't know how this camp got away with no medics, with all the things we were doing. But he did give me electrolytes. And from a physical standpoint, I think that's what healed me the most. Because what happened later, I found out, were two things. Heat stroke, and more strong for my body, is hyponatremia, which is when you lose so much sodium in your blood, your, heart, your blood pressure crashes. Um, and I, I found out later my body doesn't hold salt, and I'd been sweating all week, and I drank tons of water on that endurance thing because I thought I was getting dehydrated. So it washed all the sodium out. So I was crashing my blood pressure, and I had heat stroke, so all those weird things I was seeing was actually stroke. The guy didn't know what to do with me. No one thinks 
they're going to die. So it's not like I said, get me off this island to a hospital. I just, I didn't know what was happening. So he got me back to my tent. It was too hot to be in there. So I laid down under this incredible tree that I'll never forget. It always makes me cry when I think of this tree. It's like kind of like a comforting thing. And I looked up at that tree, and suddenly I noticed my left leg was like gone to me. I couldn't feel it anymore. And I started screaming to my friend who had found me. I said, my leg is gone. My leg is gone. And then my right leg went away. Then my left arm. Then my right arm. And all I could feel of my existence was a torso and a head laying under the tree. And I was extremely scared at that point because I started feeling a very odd sensation of air coming out of the top of my head, which I found out later, according to other people who've had this sensation, it's life energy moving out. And I could literally feel it. And as I laid there, feeling that seeping out, feeling trapped in a torso and body, a head only, and crying in a way I've never cried before with terror and sadness that I may be leaving this beautiful place as harsh as it is. It's really incredible too. Right then, this movie started in front of my face. And it was in front of me and I was also in it at the same time. And it was a memory of a few weeks earlier. I was in a band with my brother, and we'd gotten into an argument during the rehearsal. And at that moment, there was a moment where this movie stopped, like a freeze frame of a film. And a voice that's not my normal inner voice, and it wasn't from outside, it was a neutral, calm, male voice, said, what were you thinking right then, at that moment where the freeze frame happened? And I answered it. And as soon as I did, the little movie went away and a new movie showed up from about a month earlier. And it played and it freeze framed. And the voice said, what were you thinking at that moment? And it was a moment where I had raised my eyebrow at something someone said. What causes? What thought is causing me to raise an eyebrow? Like that's a real movement that's showing up on the face. That's a reflection of a thought. And then that, when I answered, that one again away. And then another one came up. And this time I looked down and it freeze-framed in the movie. And again, what were you thinking? And this went on for a couple hours, for several hours. It was a life review before I'd actually crossed, before I crossed over. And I didn't 100% ever cross over. I had one foot in and one foot out. But so this was, this was like a life review while I was still somewhat in my body. And at the end of this series of memories or experiences from my life, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, as if the veil between the two worlds was here and I had one foot on this side and one foot on this side. And I could feel 
what was on the other side of that curtain. And it was the most exquisite sense of um, welcoming, non-judgment, love, comfort. Um, Thank you. I just wish this earth had that feeling. (laughs) But all I can say is I'm looking forward. I'm not looking forward to the dying process. I'll tell you that. But I am looking forward to feeling that again. Um, And it was as real as any feeling I've ever felt. It's profound. And the voice asked me, it's your time now to make a decision. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? I'm one of these lucky people that actually got to choose at that time of death. A lot of people are told what they get to do. And um, so I asked questions because honestly I was moving into the direction of that feeling. But I had questions and those were so funny and I think that might be for later or another time. But the answers, that the conversation that happened between me and the voice was enough for me to decide to come back.